It's season three, episode four of the Hall of Fame show. And I've got with me a porn star from the 70s. What, what, the, what, what is this? I just want to let you know, I freaked out because it would not let me in at 54. So, uh, I, you know, here I am on this episode instead. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, Club uh, Studio 54. I had to think about yeah, that. Come on. Come on. Keep up with the freak out lyrics, my friend. Oh, freak out. Yes. The, the song that when you were born. Yes. Exactly mm -hmm. right. So. Yeah. This will make no sense to uh, anyone just listening, but Evan's, Evan's rocking the porn stash today. Yeah, it's the only time you'll ever see me with a mustache. My, I told my wife, I, I, I was keeping it for an event we were supposed to have on Monday in the office. I was running a game show. I even had like a thin little microphone, like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the old match game 77. And um, then it snowed four inches here. And they said, don't come in the office unless you have to. So I'm saving it for next week. But I already shaved my face. So I told my wife right before he came on that I was keeping it till Monday. And her exact reaction was, why? <laughs> How's that couch? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> it's actually pretty comfortable. Uh, sounds like a man with experience. Yeah. Well, baseball had a pretty big uh, week. I, I don't know if we want to go into that right away because I've got a weird shit box because I don't know how animated I am on this. I, I told you what it was, but I didn't really tell you my takes. I don't even know my take. I'm yeah, still you are I mean, we, we, we could start with that. I will, I will lead up to it saying that uh, I saw that Neil Young and Eric Clapton were both trending on Twitter. I, did see I was that, like, man, you? I bet those are for opposite reasons. And they were 100% for opposite reasons. And yet, <laughs> and yet they will always be on the same classic rock station. That is true. Uh, I, I've said many times, well, not many times, I think maybe twice to you that while I respect Eric Clapton, I always thought he was a miserable man. And I thought that went long before he was an old man. That's true. He's so, always been a miserable man. Yeah. Just a, a reminder that his most famous song is about stealing someone's wife. So, I, I well, is, is it, you think Tears, Tears in Heaven might be now? Uh, no, Lay Layla's still the. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, no, I was, yeah, that acoustic cover was it's, it's completely unnecessary. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I want to talk about, because I'm sort of watching this play out in real time on Twitter, this whole thing with Neil Young and Spotify. And depend, there are people, and, and, and I think this is where I worry so much about the tribalism of the US and, and really the West in general, where people say, well, we won. So let's try and come up with some kind of balanced thing here, if we could. Because okay. I don't think anybody won this one. I really, really don't. Okay. Uh, did Neil make a point? Sure. Did he mm -hmm. get what he wanted? No. What do you think he wanted? I think he. Well, wanted actually, actually, let's, let's let's describe a situation for people made up your familiar. Okay. All right. So well, yeah, let's let's bring up the the open letter that he put on and then took down a day mm -hmm. later. And I, I think that is sort of relevant. Uh, the, uh, he wanted, okay, so I wish this was a better quote. Uh, he asked, demand, demanded that his music be removed from Spotify due to vaccine misinformation spread by podcaster Joe Rogan, saying they could have Rogan or Young, not both. I'm doing this because Spotify is potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. And this is where it gets kind of carony to me. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. 
you know, he could have said, I, I need to, I I'd like to speak to the manager. Kind of wish he worded that maybe a little better at the end, but whatever. That's a nitpick. Okay. Uh, which, which I acknowledge. So did he think going into this that they were just going to say, you know what, you're a legend, which he is, and there's a lot of people who might be down on Neil, which there are, mm-hmm. but if you think that he's not a legend, go fuck yourself, because he is. Of course. Uh, you cannot have a list of the 100 most important musicians in the last 50 years, and if he's not on it, that list is wrong. Would you mm-hmm. agree? 100%. Okay. Yeah. okay. Saying that, did he think that he was going to win and get Rogan kicked off? No, of course he didn't. You, th- you think so? Because I-, I wonder. Of course he didn't. I mean, they, they, Joe Rogan has 11 million people per podcast. Mm-hmm. It's an, He's the number one podcast on the number one podcast site mm-hmm. anywhere. Like, there's no way they're going to be like, oh, you know, you're right. We're going to dump it because Neil Young said so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't his point, I don't think. Here's what I think. And maybe through, through, the, through whether you think of this, whether I'm onto something. I think he thought he was going to get met with a bunch of love from his peers. And that didn't happen. Yes, a bunch of blue check marks rallied around him. None of them were musicians, and none of them said, we stand with you, Neil. Now, maybe that might change by the time this goes to air, and maybe this might change in a week from now. I don't know that I have a dog in this fight. I like Joe Rogan. I like Neil Young. I don't take my medical advice from either of them. True. So, and for what it's worth and whether anyone cares, I'm vaccinated. I'm now boosted. Yay, nay, I don't know. I I did it because I wanted to. I don't really get, I don't really care much what anyone else does at this point. You're not going to listen to me and nor should you. Not on this. But I do think that Neil thought that he was going to get a lot of support in his community. Now he said he did in the let on an open thing after, but I didn't see one musician. Now maybe, and I looked, I couldn't find one. And I'm sure if there was, that would have been all over Twitter. Why did not one other musician step up? I mean, they're afraid of Spotify. Or they're Spotify. afraid of Rogan, or they don't, or they just, I, mean, uh, I don't is, know. Is, is anyone really afraid of Rogan? If you're in a fight, you should be. But uh, no, because Rogan, Ro- no, uh, they shouldn't be, because Joe Rogan does it, like, that's the other interesting thing here. I haven't, Rogan's not going to probably talk about this too much, at least not publicly, because I don't know if A, he cares, or B, mm-hmm. he's not going to let anyone know that he cares. I don't know which is true. Right. Okay. So Rogan gets attacked all the time, and Rogan rarely talks about people shitting on him. And a lot of people want him to, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, so where I think Neil takes the L is like, I'm convinced that he thought he was going to get other people to sort of jump, jump on this, this cause with him, and no one did. And where spotify takes the l it's another it's it's another thing of like big corporate greed that it's just a bad look for the whole thing Uh, i don't have spotify not because i'm making any political stance because i can't get it down here in barbados uh i was thinking okay well because i thought well maybe evan's gonna ask me am i gonna get when i'm back in canada no probably not i got itunes i got everything i really need 
And when Rogan does something interesting, usually it's on YouTube. It's parts of it anyway. So like, it's not worth it for me to get a second streaming service. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting it also bluntly too, when he said 11 million, because I, I looked that too and like, holy shit, that is, I, I don't know if there's the proper perspective to put on this. That That is more like based on the numbers from last week than the combined, combined of, of the viewership of Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow, uh, Don Lemon, and what's his name? Anderson Cooper. Combined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That blew me away. I knew he was higher than all of them. I didn't know combined. Again, I don't know what this necessarily means in terms of, of culture. I, 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 I'm still trying to formulate this. I don't know that Neil came off looking all that good, especially when you're a protest singer. And this yeah. is a different protest where you're saying, no, listen to the government. That's generally not what protest singers do. It doesn't mean you can't, but it's not typical. I I don't I don't know. What do you think? Because like, yeah, but, really but, but, like but pro- protest singers aren't necessarily protesting the government. They're protests, they are. I mean, he was protesting the government at the time because of four dead in Ohio. Like mm-hmm. the government was shooting people, right? If uh, he also went after Southern Man, yeah, that uh, wasn't the government. That was rocking in the free world was, but ov- overall, you yeah, know, that, that that that's a valid point. But this one, I don't know. This just doesn't feel right now. I understand too that he, like vaccines are a big part of him because of his polio as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I completely get that point and why this is far more important to him. Actually, the biggest shock of all this, I had no, I didn't know that he married Daryl Hannah. When the hell did that happen? Uh, it didn't make much of a splash with you. Oh, well done. <laughs> well Thank done. you. No, I, I, I didn't know that. So I mean, I just saw a bunch of people attacking her online. Which guys come on, like what the fuck? Don't do that shit. There, there there's yeah. no point. But. People did stuff on the internet that had a point. There'd be no internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm I'm trying to see the positive, and that it brought you and I together. That is true. Yeah, that is true. So no, I, I I honestly feel like in this, Neil kind of loses because I I wonder if he really thought he was going to get people rallying around him, and that that fell flatter than a plate full of piss. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think that was necessarily the point for him, though. Like he did, there's no way he could have expected they're just going to dump Joe Rogan. Well, I mean, it, he I did mean, ask him or me, right? But he knew that it was not going to be him. Yeah, but he didn't word it that way. Uh, so fine, fine. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, it's. I'm fired. No, I quit first. It's. I mean, it's the same sort of thing. He was mm-hmm. Spotify treats. Spotify gives a pittance to every person who has their stuff played on their their site. Like every time a song is played, it's absolute pittance. So it may be just more than that anyway. That may have just been he's so fed up with the whole system. And this was another thing he could throw at them. It was a straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Well, and also he doesn't own half his material anymore. Yeah, he already gave it away. So what's he losing? Not very much. Well, he sold not gave it away. He sold it. I'm sorry. He did not like of goodness of heart right yeah he sold it 
uh, yeah, because the statement you put out today, because because the the co-owner of that all backed him, which I'm sure they love to do that. Yeah, but I feel I feel no remorse for that person. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm sure. But it, it is one of those things where I demand you take my music off. I mean, music you sold half the art to. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think I. I don't think that that was necessarily the point. I think it, he was more interested in making the point than anything else. Could be. Uh, I, I just wonder though, if the, the point that sort of came back, it was that, yeah, you, it's not just 6 million downloads. Cause it said like 6 million streams of Neil Young compared to 20 million in a month for, for Joe. Mm-hmm. Let's break that down by minute. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge, it's a hugely, it's not even close who is actually, and, and that's sort of the thing I think that whether you like Joe Rogan or not, if you think that he's not more relevant than Neil Young is in 2022. Of course. The, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people who you see on Twitter, like oh, people think that Joe is more, well, right now he is. Is he more talented? I don't think so. Is he more important than in 2022? Fuck yeah. That's not even close. Hundred percent, I agree with that. And I think, and I think that was an interesting wake-up call for a lot of people. I don't know what this is going to result in, uh, or or anything. For whatever reason, this story fascinated the hell out of me, and I really, I just wanted to talk to so- a like-minded individual or someone who would have an opinion on it, not necessarily. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have anyone who knows my view on this. I have a definite good guy and bad guy in this from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I it's just I don't mind, which is fine, right? Yeah. Oh my god, we can talk about it and have different opinions. No, <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know that there's a good guy necessarily in this. Right. Right. Exactly. There's there's one person more likely to side with than the other. Um, but again, I don't think that I don't think that Neil Young. I don't think that Neil Young uh, was actually expecting this to, uh, him to pull out pull the Spotify to pull the quarter rope. There's just no way they're going to do it. Besides, what would what would Aaron Rodgers do then? He, he loses <laughs> number one source of medical advice. I thought he was his own number one source for medical advice. Whatever. Uh, I I guess for me too, is as much as I may not like what some people say, I will defend the right to say it. And it's a slippery slope. Once you classify something as disinformation, especially when in the news, I mean, I've seen it just recently with my, with my parents, actually Uh, in the nursing home that my mom's in, they said that there is a massive outbreak of 90 in in her home. There's not, it's four. Okay. I know this because my dad goes there every damn day and talk and pretty much talk to the same people who were there and they wouldn't let him there if there was 90. There's only 80 people who actually live there. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, an outbreak can just mean nurses and whatnot, but again, disinformation. Right. I, what, what my point is on this, I don't really know. I'm just saying I, I don't know. I don't know that I had a point going there. I, I just I just worry that if you just start banning one group, there's not an end game on this. There never has been. I worked for a Chinese company who told me that Tiananmen Square didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Disinformation. Don't know. Either way, uh, 
I, I just thought it was something worth opening and I, I'm worried where this could go. I'm hoping nowhere, if that makes any sense. We're in a constant battle every single day where what happened to get, get forgotten all the time. I mean, all the time. The big, the big thing on Fox News today was that Joe Biden got ice cream the other day. Like, oh, did he? Which flavor? Chocolate, two scoops, uh, uh, waffle cone, big deal. Like, like it's the worst presidential scandal of all time. How dare he do this with other things going on? Um, it must be so, different on it because, like, on on the because I read it, that's they're they're going a completely different thing. And then I, I look to see what other people are saying, uh, you know, on CNN or MSNBC. And I, either way, I mean, I think it's a sad state of affairs when something's going to come out, and I already know what each group is going to say of course yeah like i said i, I saw eric clapton and neil young twin trending on twitter and i knew it was for completely opposite reasons and nothing having to do with music yeah and i was no. right instantaneously absolutely and maybe that's it's not a good thing that we can sort of know exactly what certain sides of news will do i miss the days of cron k but that ain't coming back either no so let's, you know, let's, let's have some fun. Let's talk baseball hall of fame. I should have put a caveat today. Fast forward. This is going to get more vaccine shit. Nobody really wants to talk about it. Myself included. Fair enough. All right. Baseball hall of fame. Wasn't what you thought it would be in terms of. A, I told you it was exactly what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You did. I told you, I told you that I thought that David Ortiz was going to get in somewhere between 75 and 80%. And mm -hmm. he was going to be the only person elected. Which and he was. He was Selected between 75 and 8%. Actually, I was get 76. He got over 77. So I mean, he out, he outpaced what I was expecting. But I mean, he almost got 78%. But I mean, there was this doesn't put an end to the steroid era because now the debates oh. that we had over Clemens and Bonds, particularly, and Sosa to a lesser degree. And Palmero and McGuire and Manny Ramirez and everybody else. It's all going to fall on A-Rod now. I know Ramirez is still there, but it's all, we're not going to have to deal with A-Rod for the next nine years mm -hmm. on this. Um, and A-Rod, by the way, started lower than either Bonds or Clemens when they first hit. Wow. That is, yeah, um, let, me, let me guess so, that, that shocked me. I, I had him pegged around 45. Yeah, so I wasn't surprised that, I was hopeful somebody was getting in. I thought it would be Ortiz. It was Ortiz. Uh, a lot of people are salty because Ortiz failed a drug test on the Mitchell report. And it was confirmed that he was one of the people who failed. There are defenders on the internet, and I have no idea how real anything is that there were 10 false positives on the Mitchell report. Yeah, I read that too. Like, there's a like all this stuff goes back and forth. I don't know what it comes down to. Here's what I know David Ortiz is probably the best person at his position. Now, a lot of people in the National League don't think it's necessarily a position because he's only has four bats a game and plays first base in National League games. That's literally it, right? Um, but he is the best person at his position perhaps ever in the history of the sport. Agreed. Your next closest are Edgar Martinez and Harold Baines. Yeah, I mean, in, that, that, in that order? and In that order. And Edgar Martinez and Harold Baines are in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So... If he's, I mean, Mariano Rivera also was involved in about as much every single game as Ortiz, although Ortiz actually played more 
because Rivera pitched one inning, you know, 100 times a year. Ortiz is hitting four, three to four times or just over an inning, you know, 150 times a year, right? So he actually has a little more playing time than, than Rivera. So getting that out of the way, I mean, he's also just big poppy. He's a lot more popular mm-hmm. than a lot of other people. His speech about this is our fucking city in 2013 was a rallying cry for Boston. He was the greatest postseason hitter of all time. In 2013, he hit 588 in the playoffs. 588 for our entire playoffs. Like, the dude was just a man of the moment. Mm-hmm. No one ever felt safe when he was up. So, as a Red Sox fan, awesome. I'm glad he got in. I don't care what percentage he got. Uh, he got in on his first ballot. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm glad somebody got in because if they didn't do that, we're going to be shut out maybe for the three straight years because it's entirely possible nobody gets elected next year. I think yeah, somebody yeah. will, but it would not shock me if nobody did. Yeah, so let's, let's look at the two people we know for sure who won't. And uh, Bonds 66.0 uh, did go up. We, he was tracking ahead of 75, but like you and I have both said, the people who are op- more open skew younger. Mm-hmm. And are more likely to vote for a PED guy. Correct. So we. I also, I also am confused as to who gets votes and who doesn't. Because some of these people who are voting don't actually cover baseball. A lot of them don't. No. So how do they get to vote? Uh, the only thing I can think of is they qualified first by being a member, paying their dues into the baseball writers which is sort of like why I know that I will never ever get a baseball hall of fame vote because I'm never going to sign up for that. Maybe I just should. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. Well, why, why don't, why don't we just all sign up to be baseball writers? We all got our own, you know, things and see what happens. Sure. But like, but I mean, if like some of these people just don't follow baseball and then someone brought up the fact that um, what's his name, the announcer for the Yankees. Who's never missed a baseball game in 57 years and doesn't isn't allowed to vote. Uh, like they're just it doesn't it doesn't make sense who votes. And some of these people who are making points, including the ridiculously named Mike Hunt. I'm not swearing everybody. I'm not making that name up. That is the actual name of the gentleman who has submitted a blank ballot now three straight years. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? There's also a lot of writers for whatever reason in Japan. Uh, I know that, like I get the whole diversity thing and, and, and all that, but I don't expect that a writer in Japan is cover really understands everything that's going on in the majors. They're covering whoever is the Japanese superstar of the moment, which right now mm-hmm. would be Otani. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they, that they don't, I'm saying it's unlikely. Correct unless they're actually in the US. Maybe some of them are, I don't know, but that I wonder about yeah. that. So uh, anyway, anyway, that, so that's, that's part of it too, because, and I'm, here's my soapbox. I have a couple soapboxes this week. This is my please, soapbox. Please. I've been consistent on this ever since it happened. I'm gonna say it again and again and again and again. I'm gonna bang on Tony Larusa, not because of anyone else. I could, I could pick Bobby Cox. I could pick Joe Torre. I'm gonna pick Tony Larusa. 
He's the best one. Tony LaRussa coached Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire in Oakland and coached Mark McGuire in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Mark McGuire is penalized for using performance-enhancing drugs during his career. We know he used them because it was in his locker. And the guy who pointed that out and asked him about it, I would like to remind the people who are now standing in judgment, was at, treated as a pariah by his brethren. That was true. That did happen. How dare he break into, or like, it was out there in the open. Didn't, yeah, didn't break into it. It was yeah, right but, there. but how, how dare he disturb someone's privacy, right? The whole thing. Mm -hmm. So why does Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and I'm sure there are other people who played for Tony La Russa. Get he actually did Sosa play for him too when he was at the White Sox. He might have uh, at the very beginning of his career, right? Sosa, was, Sosa wasn't a big guy at that point. Yeah. Um, why do they get penalized and he gets to keep all the wins? We know why, because ba they're, they're, baseball thinks that the whole thing is pure with the players, and they're not. They're, they must think that the managers know shit. And none the of them the the ma if managers have so little control over the locker room that being with these guys 250 days a year, they can't figure out who they can, but that's the only thing I can think but of. But my point is, then what are they doing? Like, the, it's not, they don't belong there. You can't, as soon as they elected, as soon as they elected Cox, LaRussa, and Tory together, mm -hmm. and then they put Bud Seal again. Mm -hmm. Right, who oversaw the cleaning up of the game, but used that steroids era to get them out of the funk from the 1994 strike. Or sorry, we call it the strike. It was a work stoppage. Mm -hmm. Like they 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 locked the players out. The players didn't go on strike. They locked the players out. Right. So why do they get to stick around and everybody else? It's like it's completely over. Now I understand the people who are like. Once there was drug testing, if you get busted after that, that line in the sand, I get right. It no, was the wild that. west. It was the wild west before two thousand and four. We'll give everybody a pass because everybody was doing it. But if you're using after two thousand and four, when there was that, or two thousand six, whenever the actual full testing went in, mm -hmm. we're going to hold you to a different standard. I get that argument. It makes logical sense. Two, two things come come to come to mind when I'm thinking of this. Uh, the first is when you. Writers never want to admit they're wrong. And then when they're embarrassed, then they're going to hold a grudge. Uh, second thing is, to your point about C League, there were some of the Baseball Hall of Fame writers who said, that is my tipping point. If, you're going to, if, the, if this committee is voting in C League, and I wish I remember who said that, the, said, said that, but it was more than one, we said, well, mm -hmm. then this changes my opinion. And we kind of saw everything elevate up. Uh, mm -hmm. Bonds and Clemens, finished at 66 and 65.6 respectively and as you like to joke because i don't know how they decide one might be worth worth a vote other than that but they did both climb up at least like close to four or four and a half percent each i don't know what this says for them in the future on a today's era game ballot i don't know it depends who's who's on this committee which could be any well, that's, that, that's the thing the longer the longer it goes the more likely they are to get in mm -hmm. because the joe morgans of the world are dying off Right. Right. And I'm not picking on Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan was just very strident in his 
belief that anyone who ever used drugs ever, despite the fact that everybody in the league was using greenies when he was there, mm-hmm. um, shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Like Hank Aaron admitted he used greenies. And then yeah. it was like anyone who used drugs can't get in the Hall of Fame. Well, as well. Uh, some, somebody we're going to talk about today said said that same, espouses the Joe Morgan belief. And that's Billy Wagner. He said that today, that, that I don't know why they're even on the ballot. So there's still some of these people who think this. There are probably, if suspicions are correct, and we're putting Ortiz, I'm lumping Ortiz in with this now that Ortiz is in. There are severe severe suspicions about Ortiz, Piazza, Mm -hmm. Bagwell. Mm -hmm. uh, Who else we got? I I, I personally have thought for years, Ricky Henderson. Ivan Rodriguez. Um, Right, Ivan Rodriguez, yeah. yeah. Like, Mike, yeah, did I say Piazza already? Yeah. Are we even positive about Chipper, Chipper Jones or Jim Tomey? Uh, Frank on, Thomas? Based on the way that they declined in later years, I'm more... Right. It, I mean, it, it's possible, but are we sure they were clean their entire career? No. No, and that's really like why, though, they say, well, I'm going to put in a, I'm going to put in a blank ballot. But they've already established that. That's sort of like why I don't know who was in a group that said, well, you know, maybe they should have a PD committee. Like, no, you don't even know who the fuck took it. 100%. So, no, I mean, either way, I think this does bode a little bit well for them. Both of them handled it reasonably well. Clemens is on Twitter now, and he just said, and he was gracious. He actually was. He he was super gracious. He was super gracious to Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Real happy for him to get in. A Rod was super gracious to Ortiz. Yeah. Um, the only people who are not gracious to Ortiz were people who were upset that Bonds and didn't and Clemens didn't get in. Right. A lot of people using that the statistics and all the advanced metrics mm-hmm. for B- Bonds over Ortiz. I'm not going to argue with you. Like you can put Bonds up against almost anybody, and they're going to look worse by comparison. Right. Bonds was a PlayStation player. Yeah. So. I, I, I think at some point, I don't think they get in in 2022. I think the person of the four of them who dropped off the ballot, I think the person who's most likely to get in in 2022 through the players is showing. Well, okay. So should we talk about him before Roland? Cause Roland was, yeah, let's, let's talk about the people. Let's talk about the four who left first and we can go right. from there. All right. So Kurt Schilling uh, dropped from 71 to 58. Because he told people not to vote for him. And they're like, sure. Why not? At that point, yeah. I mean, you might you might as well, you know. Because a lot of, there are a lot of people who thought they had 13, 14 people they wanted to vote for. If one person says, "Don't vote for me," then don't vote for him. Then don't for him. I, now, if he had never said that, would he make it? I don't know. Uh, I think it may have been close. I think it's, he got he got to seventy one. No one's ever gotten that high with time yeah. left on the ballot and not gotten in before. I mean, the only thing I can think of is if he would have kept his mouth shut, maybe. But he was never yeah, going to do that. But is it possible he could have gotten what he needed, like seven more votes last year or something like that? I, again, I think he's also figured out that not getting in helps his career. Helps his brand. His brand. I mean, he's got, he's got the brand of bitter player who was held out for his political beliefs. And he's not wrong. Partially his po- political beliefs. And they're partially because he's just an asshole in general. Sure. But I mean, like I mean, that's, that's part of the reason Jack Morris took a long time to get into. 
They had nothing with political beliefs. Had to with yeah. Jack Morris though also had poor saber metrics, and is that sort of like grew? That's all. That is also true. Yeah. But uh, it being it being it, him being an asshole did not help him get in. Ortiz being super friendly in the media did help him get in. Of course in. it did. I mean, he, he, David Ortiz is one of those people. Like, I don't know how you dislike him, even if you're a Yankee fan. I, I don't know. Yeah. Because he just seems like one of the most likable individuals ever. And, you know, there's a reason why he got the Fox News. He got a Fox News. He got a Fox baseball thing, even though he's not a great speaker. Doesn't have to be. He's fucking big poppy. Yeah, it, 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 he's... Uh... He is essentially the Latin baseball version of John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so do we want to go then to Sosa? Yeah, let's do Sosa too. I mean, he got he's, up to 18 he's never getting in, is he? Well, no, no, he got up to 18%, uh, which is even strange thinking about it. Like it, that's the, that was his highest, 18. That's the best he got. Yeah. And... I don't know that there's any point even discussing him any further. I don't think he's, he's never getting in. No. He's completely unforgiven by the Cubs management, which I still don't get. Mm-hmm. Like the Tom Ricketts says that he owes the team an apology for it comes in. Apology for what? And why does he owe it to Tom Ricketts? who didn't own the team. That's actually more <laughs> accurate. I, I think there's some conduct that he could apologize for, but I, but more to your point. Well, yeah. To you, you weren't there. Yeah. You know, what the fuck am I saying this to you for? Uh, no, Sosa is, if he's not even in the top three of this group, what chance does he have? Not much. None. Uh, and going back to what I said, uh, writers don't want to be, be played a fool. Mm-hmm. And I think, and a lot of people came out and said, well, Sosa was always a big asshole and he played all of you. Who wants to be embarrassed like that? Yeah, entirely true. I, I mean, I, I sure as hell don't. Uh, I'd like to think, though, if I was a baseball writer, I wouldn't hold that against him. I would like to think I would have that integrity. But it's well, just, hard when you feel wronged. I, just, look, just look at the people who are baseball writers, though. That's true. I mean, we, I bring up Shank all the time out of the Boston Globe, yeah. who was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like, these are, these guys are, there are certain people like Tim Kirkchen, who's getting in this year as well, who just absolutely love the game of baseball. No one has loved baseball ever in the history of the world more than Tim Kirkchen, right? That dude just lives and breathes it. A lot of these other folks have just become hot take artists, who are being contrarian for the point of being contrarian. Mm-hmm. And it's their shtick, and it just—I don't know. I don't. I don't know. There's so many people who used to be good at their jobs, and I bring Shank up all the time because he's the poster boy for this. Who just have become cartoon characters. Well, as much as I kind of I like Skip and Shannon and uh, Stephen A. It's not like I don't rec- recognize that they're not a caricature. If they, oh, they have because a lot of their takes con, con, conflicting, especially Stephen A. Yeah, you know, like they're all over the place. So trying to get like a big, trying to get the perfect gauge on what he thinks. I mean, I was saying that okay, I can do that for regular news. I can't do that with Stephen A. Because I, right. I honestly think he's playing a character, 
to the detriment of who he really is. Is he entertaining as shit? Damn right he is. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily take anything he says as gospel. I take it as entertainment and I take it as something to think about if he gives me a reason to. Right. Understood. So I don't know. So let's, let's keep going with the rest of the ballot. So uh, let, let me say one thing. The sure. three of these guys dropping out, and I'm not counting Sosa, but with Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling dropping out, mm-hmm. there's three, and Ortiz getting voted in. Some of these guys who are voting for all 10 people now have four open spots. Like over half of them have four open spots to get people. And the biggest beneficiaries of this mm-hmm. are Roland, Helton, Wagner, and Andrew Jones. Yes, 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 and yes. Um, I think they all get in. The biggest thing for this ballot, and we're gonna when we get to one when we talk about Billy Wagner, I want to talk about someone much more further down the ballot. But the biggest thing for people in this ballot was to survive. They needed to get through this ballot, right? Because if you're there, the list is way less going forward for a long time. Yeah, because uh, like, who's the biggest name coming up? Beltron. Yeah, Carlos Beltron, who's got his own issues. Right. I mean, the, we'll see how much the 2017 Astros thing hurts him. Right. Right. Uh, so, I mean, Roland and Helton, I think both are getting in next year. Uh, Wagner, I'm not so sure about. Uh, but Roland is a lock to, in my mind for next year, uh, unless they just want to go all, all purists. But I, I don't think that's where they're going to go. Roland mm-hmm. went up went up from 52.9 to 63.2. Helton, uh He's at 52 now. What was he last mm-hmm. year? I didn't write he's at He was at 44.9 last year. Okay. And 29.2 the year before. Yeah, after debuting at 16.5. So Helton is looking very, very good. And the, he's also the beneficiary of Larry Walker getting in. Is Helton 100%. 100%. Because, I mean, if you're going to vote steroids people in mm-hmm. or people who, could, who are thought about it, how can you – get mad at someone for playing Coors Field. Right. <laughs> well, they also have the humidor thing where they did work on those baseballs, but uh, n- neither here nor there. I think Roland and Helton did what they needed to do to advance uh, shortly. Wagner, the same. Uh, what did... Uh, so it's the first time he cracked over 50. He's at 51 even at this point. Uh, not too bad considering where he started. Like he Correct. was a survivor. Uh, just barely getting past 10 didn't grow in year two, didn't grow much in year three. Uh, Wagner, as much as I'm not a huge proponent of him, I can understand the arguments more more, more and more as time goes on. He's got a great story. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, undersized, just, you know, really never give up. I do always point at his abysmal playoff performance. 100% he had an abysmal playoff performance. And I, I think that should matter, but okay. I, I, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the thing that was most striking for me this whole time when looking at it, that he's up over 50%, mm-hmm. and the biggest loser on this whole ballot, the person I thought should have had more time than didn't, is Joe Nathan. Yeah, I thought that's the that. got 4.3%. Like, Joe Nathan is pretty close statistically. Mm-hmm. So Wagner, with all the advanced metrics, how is Wagner over 51%? Are people just like, well, I'm only voting for one reliever? Yes, that's what they're doing. It's just like Joe Nathan needed two more votes. Mm-hmm. If he got two more votes, he's on the ballot and he has a real discussion. And now he's one and done. 
He's Lou Whitaker, although uh, Lou Whitaker is much better. Oh, Lou player. Whitaker, yeah, Lou Whitaker is. But, but my, Lou Whitaker is the most ridiculous one done ever. Kenny Lofton was a one and done. Like, who's another one who was ridiculous? If you want to go with relief pitchers, I think John Franco. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but like, I think was Quiz one and done. I think Quiz was one and done too. I'll double check that yeah, now. I mean, like for me, I mean, yeah, Quisenberry. Yeah, three point eight percent on okay. his first ballot. He was fucking dominant. And I never felt that Billy Wagner at any point was the best reliever in the league. I felt that about Quisenberry for at least two or three. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have the overall career. And I, and I get that. I mean, like, that, that is something that you got to look at. But also, Quiz did get the World Series. But anyway. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, you're right about Nathan. I think that's one that he could have – he would have been worth another look. And I wonder when sometimes people are doing that, how many of them just voted for people because they wanted to talk about them again? That's not a bad, not a bad plan. If you have eight people, let's yeah. just say you have eight people on the ballot, I'd be tempted to do two more just to see if we could talk about them, give them more time. Sure. So, like, how many people said, "All right, well, Kurt, you don't want that. Maybe I'm going to throw this to Nathan or Tory Hunter." Yeah, who did get up and over? Right. You know, for the second year in a row, he's just barely hanging on. Uh, you know, the Mark Burleys who were trying to trying to do that. Uh, who, Tim Lincecum might might have been another one. Yeah, Tim Hudson and Tim Lutzkin at three and two point three percent. Right, but Hudson made it last year, so now he's at true. Two yeah, Hudson's, Hudson at least had two seasons on it. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew Jones is an interesting one, thirty-three nine to forty-one one. That that's where you want to trend. Uh, Sheffield. Uh, he's gonna run, he's gonna run out of time. He didn't go anywhere for forty point six to forty point six. No, I mean, the, like, this is pretty much it. And Sheffield isn't the best at anything. Whatever category we want to look at on this ballot, I mean, it might help him clearing some of the stuff off because he's not the top three sluggers. Mm-hmm. He's not the top three guys associated with any team. He's not the top three. Well, I mean, three. I mean that, that's his big thing. If he weren't such a mercenary. Right. It it'd be him. completely different. I mean, what is it? Milwaukee, San Diego. Florida. Played in Florida. He was with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Did I believe there's got to be more. I'm leaving. Oh, out. there I think are. But it, he's with the Dodgers for a while. He's, so. uh, he's it's not, the same thing. Lofton. Same thing. Lofton. He just stay in Cleveland. He'd be in. Yeah, but at least ten ballot. At least with Lofton, though, he, he had that first big giant run in Cleveland. Also, yeah. after, also after also after also after Sheffield, I don't think was with any team longer than four years in a row. I could be wrong on that. I mean, maybe he started with Milwaukee for more than that. But while you're looking at that, Sheffield's not even the top three big assholes. That is also true. You know, so like he doesn't even, he's not even the most notorious. Yeah. So he was in Milwaukee from 88 to 91. Mm -hmm. The Padres, 92, 93. The Marlins from 93 to 97. Or sorry, 93, 98. The Dodgers, 98 through 01 atlanta 02 and 03 the yankees 04 through 06 uh the tigers 07 and 08 and the mets in 09 he's a slightly less talented fred mcgriff who will get in the hall next year this by the way very well yeah very well cool good i think he's more deserving than sheffield i like chef yeah i do too but fred mcgriff was also a victim of being a hard-hitting first baseman in an era where there was a shit more hard hitting first baseman Sheffield and McGriff too. Both of these guys, as good as they were, if you were the GM, you're looking over your shoulder saying, maybe I could upgrade this. 
They also played for that 92's Padres team with five NL All-Star starters who were all gone within a year. It was ridiculous, that team. Oh, my God, yeah. So interesting. interesting. It was Sheffield, McGriff, Alomar, Santiago, and I'm forgetting who the last one was on that team. But, yeah. I've been working on – I just uploaded at the top 50 Marlins. What a strange team that is. (laughs) Like, it stands number one. Yeah. And then, but I keep writing the same thing. He was doing good, but then in the great fire sale of 2004, or in the great fire sale of 1998. Yeah. Oh, man, was it strange. I still think Scott Mellonby needs to be on your list. So, well, for, the, for the Marlins, I was wondering if you were going to that joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's Giancarlo Stanton, Gary Sheffield. Oh, did Mike Piazza make it for his three games? No, he did not. Oh, no, okay. he did not. I'm actually now doing my preliminary stuff on the greatest Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know how Mets fans think, think that he was better in New York when it's not mm-hmm. even close. And he was good in New York. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's Piazza. Greatest, I can't do it. Greatest anything. 53rd round draft pick ever, right? So that's true. I would think. I can't think of another, but yeah, that, I don't know. Something so. Other. But anyway, all right. So continuing down the list, is there anyone else we really need to discuss? Uh, I mean, well, A Rod, we kind of touched on. He got thirty-four three. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kent's ninth year, thirty-two seven. He went up point three percent. Whoopity fuck. He's he's not getting in. Uh, Man Ram. No, he's not. He's not getting in either. Only hey, five. he gained point seven. Yeah, well, there's something. Well, okay. Well, here we go. Let's talk yes. about this guy. Uh, I wrote down on Twitter, I didn't need to look up to see if anyone fell more on a ballot than Omar Vizquel, because there's no way it's possible. Correct. And apparently someone did confirm that. 40, yes. 50, what was it? 49.1 last year. I forget, why did he drop from 49.1 from 52.6? And we already know bits and pieces on this. Uh, yeah, so some of the ballots were in That's when, right. yeah, when yeah, it yeah, came yeah. out. Yeah. Right. So some of the people who did it early did not know. Okay. And then, uh, and then people, the later people found out about it. So, yeah. So he debuted at 37 and he's now at 23 9. Uh, I, I, fuck this guy. Does he fall off the ballot before year 10? It's possible. Okay. Uh, did they, that allegation or with that, is this going to trial? I don't know. Okay. Uh, if it go if it goes to trial or anything like that, because I don't know whether this was just an allegation or whether this was an actual charge. I don't remember because I, I try. I really don't want to look up look this stuff up. And understood. It, yeah. If it's something that's going to cause him to be in the news, then yeah, we'll drop off the ballot completely. Yeah. That, that's that's sort of my take because then it it becomes harder and harder. And I think this guy wasn't this cut and dry like a lot of people wrote a few years ago. I never saw it. He's, to me, he's always been a defensive compiler. And another mm-hmm. guy, again, I'm just thinking as a GM. I like having him. But man, can't, can't, I know that shortstops can hit for power now, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, if he had the same career in the 70s, he's, our, he's in the second, third year. If you take, if you, true. take if you take it sort of like a 15 I mean, is, isn't he now. just date isn't he just David Concepcion 
20 years later? Oh, no. This, as much as I said Vizquel was overrated defensively, he's still better than Conception was. True, true, true. true. And, yeah, and Dave is always helped by that whole thing. I, I'm a Cincinnati Red, and that's all, mm-hmm. I, that's all I ever was. That's true. So that never that never hurts a guy. So I mean, there's there, I, I think he's fucked. I, I can't put it more bluntly than that, and I don't care. Uh, Andy Pettit. He dropped that one 13 7 to 10 7. That's a slight surprise to me. Why? Yeah. Why he... I just think there are so many people on the ballot still. Uh, I think he's actually he's not going to make it, but he's going to go up a little bit next year because the neck the best starting pitchers uh, coming in is John Lackey. John Lackey, Jared Weaver, Matt Kane, R.A. Dickey. Like, none of those guys are getting in. No. Ubaldo Jimenez, Jeremy Guthrie, Chris Young, Houston Street. Like. A couple of those guys might not even make a ballot. Yeah, I, I, I just took anyone who had at least 15 war and put it on my list for people who are available for next year. So. Jimmy Rollins, 9.4, first year. Uh, I don't get it with Rollins. It's interesting that he's there. It's interesting that he got so much more than Tim uh, than Ryan Howard, who has an MVP mm-hmm. and was one of the most feared sluggers for at least a time period in the late two thousands. Yeah, but they, he's a, he's another Canerco, massively popular, very good at one thing. Mm, true, and the voters are looking for more than that. True, you should have been a DH in the American League. You might have made the Hall. Canerco didn't. Got nice. a statue though. I, I wonder, is he the only player in Major League Baseball that's got a statue and was a one and done? Maybe. I don't know. It's maybe, possible. Maybe there's one of Lou Whitaker. There might be. Because that, that that would make sense, putting one of him. Come on. Take that Looking. in the Google machine. No, uh, no, I was looking for uh, there's a statue outside of um, Fenway that has multiple people. And I'm just trying to figure out Johnny Pesky only had, well, it got 0.4 percent and he has uh, a statue outside of Fenway. Mm. Okay. But, it, but it's, it's him, uh, Bobby Doerr, uh, J- uh, Dom DiMaggio and Ted Williams before them together. Oh, OK. So, all right. Uh, Bobby Abreu manages to stick around 8.6, drops 0.1. Mark Burley, 11 to 5.8. Yeah. A lot of this, like I said, I feel like some of these people are going to go up. You just needed to survive this ballot. Mm-hmm. And the last survivor, Tory Hunter, 9.5 to 5.3. Uh, I don't know if we've already talked about some of these people. But yeah, Nathan Hudson, Linsicum, Howard, Teixeira, Morneau, Papelbon, Fielder, and Pierzynski at least got votes. Mm-hmm. Carl Crawford and Jake Peavy did not, but at least Jake Peavy owns one of the duck boats from the 2013 championship parade for the Red Sox, which is one of the funniest stories ever, really. Do you know how we got that duck boat? I do not. How did he get that? So he's got like, he had, they were told that they could only have four people in the duck boat for their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he had like 12 people that he wanted involved. And they said, well, he can't do it. So he actually went to the company and said, how much does a duck boat cost? And they said, seven, apparently only 75,000, which is way less than anticipated it being. 
So he bought the duck boat at 75,000. So he's like, I own the duck boat. I can have anyone on it who I want to have on it. <laughs> so, so he could get his kids. Like he had to choose between his kids and his parents and a whole bunch of stuff. He's like, I don't want to do this. So he, uh, he just bought the duck boat and he still has it. He's building a mini version of Fenway park. Um, uh, I can't remember where he lives now, uh, but he has like a little league field there and they got to have the duck boat out front as part of the, uh, nice, a part of the nice. attraction. So, yeah. So we got that going for him. And also Papelbon 1.3, Bryce mm -hmm. Harper 0. Enjoy that while it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yep. So coming on next year, here are the, here are the people who I have listed. Carlos Beltran is number one uh, easily. Then we have Francisco Rodriguez, Jared Weaver, R.A. Dickey, Matt Kane, John Lackey, Andre Ethier, Jason Wirth, Bronson Arroyo, uh, D.L. Great, Jacoby Ellsbury, um, <laughs> J.J. Hardy, Jahani, I was like saying it that way, Johnny Peralta, Yunel Escobar, Mike Napoli, Aaron Hill, Eric Ibar, Carlos Ruiz, Ubaldo Jimenez, Jer Jimenez uh, Jeremy Guthrie, Jock, uh, Jokin Benoit, Chris Young, Houston Street. I don't think other than Beltron, any of those are any significant, but maybe Francisco Rodriguez, but I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, I think Joe Nathan is better than Rodriguez. So. Yeah, I'd have to agree, but based on the ballot he's entering, he, it makes he has a game. better shot of actually surviving. Yeah, I mean, they're only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 surviving people on the ballot. Mm -hmm. uh, coming into this year, there were... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's 17 on the ballot, plus Ortiz coming on. And you think out of all the ones who didn't get in, uh, or didn't survive, rather, which one did you think at one point, well, this guy's getting into the Hall of Fame for sure, at one point in his career, out of any of these guys? I mean, there's a few that- Justin Morneau. Yeah, I could say that about Lensicum at one point. Yeah, Lincecum too. But Justin Morneau, I think, Morneau and Maurer with those Twins teams yeah. were just so dominant. I thought that he was probably, probably, I mean, Carl Crawford, when he started, seemed like he had the opportunity to get there. He didn't even get a vote. Um, Prince too, but I mean, just having watched his dad and just where that was going to go, you kind of knew that you have a, this giant guy in really shitty shape. And when it's, it's, when he stops hitting, it's going to be abrupt. Yeah. And I know there was injuries involved. So it didn't yeah. really go the way I would have, the reason I would have thought. But I never thought Prince was going to be because he just was in such bad physical shape. Carrying yeah, and, too and, much weight. And, and think about it now, taking my Yankee hit away. Teixeira, mm -hmm. when he was with the Rangers and the way he started, seemed like he had the potential to make the hall someday. So. This is a that's a really good group of players. Yeah, that's a group of quality players. Absolutely. I mean that that's you can build a World Series off that. Yeah, hundred mm percent. -hmm. Hudson, Lincecum, and PV as your one, two, three starters. Yep. Papelbon to close. Papelbon and Nathan in the bullpen. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Carl uh, Carl Crawford in center. Well, you have too many first basemen, so you need to have this at American League team because Howard, 
Teixeira or Morneau and Fielder can't all play at the same time. Although I guess Teixeira just starts third baseman. So and maybe some of the people who didn't even know him about it, maybe some of them can play defense. True, totally true. So, and so yeah. So coming for next year, what's your prediction? Way too early prediction for who gets it. Roland's in. Uh, Helton is a, is a 60, 60, 60, 40 shot to get in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Roland's Roland could he's at, he's going in. It's, it's just a matter of who's going in with him. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Roland with. Um, Helton and Beltron ending up just short. I think Beltron gets in year two. I think they're going to make him wait for everything. Um, and I say McGriff and Bruce Bochy coming off of the uh, mm-hmm. other list. I think McGriff, I think, I don't think there's any, here's the funny thing. McGriff was the first person who got caught by the 10 years on the ballot thing. And he's actually going to get in sooner than he would have otherwise. So, because McGriff fell off the ballot in 2019, he's going to get in in 2023, uh, which he wouldn't have gotten in until the senior committee because 2024 would have been his last year in the ballot. So, I think he's I think he's clearly getting in next year. He has 493 career home runs, and nobody thinks he used drugs. Right. The only thing he was on was Nick Amansky's fundamentals video, which is the hat he's going to wear. It should be 100% should be. Yes, absolutely. And everyone under the age of 30 has no idea what we're talking about. Well, maybe Every, everyone over the age of 30 is like having flashbacks to seeing that video 400 times. <laughs> yeah. When we love sports so much, I mean, all right, what's, what's ESPN got? Well, okay. We're going to watch that. And then afterwards, well, it's a, uh, well, it's a rerun of the USFL game or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. And the, when, when ESPN really was the Ocho on its own. Um, but yeah, I mean, awful stuff, huh? Yeah, that uh, that Nick Amansky dr- drills video was actually it's the actually the longest and most run commercial in the history of television. What did I watch? I mean, I know we're sort of taking this way somewhere else. I, I watched a Fantasy Island episode. Wow! With a special guest, Tommy Lasorda. Oh wow! And uh, he's scouting Radar O'Reilly, Gary Berghoff. Oh, fantasy was to well, be pitched. It's always good. It's always good to always good to scout somebody who doesn't have all the fingers on his on his hand. There, Berghoff is missing fingers on his left hand. Was he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, you'll notice every time in Mash, you can never see his left hand. He's always holding something in it. Oh shit! Why did I not yeah. know that? Yeah. That. Yeah. So he struck. I think he struck out Ellis Valentine. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. And part of his fantasy, of course, the ball went like that, complete with sound mm-hmm. effects. And then it's so nice. he, he quits his job and then, well, the fantasy's over and then he can't throw a strike. Dumbass. Where it goes. So, oh, yes. Anyway. That was an awful uh, segue. Well, well, one other thing we should talk about before we go anywhere. We had a big retirement today. Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, potential first, first ballot inductee. Uh, I think a big thing is. We does, Brady a, does Brady retire? <laughs> yes. Does Brady retire? Rogers might retire. I don't think so, but he might. Uh, I'm not convinced JJ Watts coming back. Mm. I, yeah, I'm not convinced JJ Watts coming back either. Yeah. This, this is a potential to be a all five first ballot class. So we haven't got to five Gronk yet. Yeah. Well, Gronk, Gronk will, if Brady retires, Gronk will retire. Mm-hmm. Like so, he's not going to play for any, with any other quarterback. 
So Roethlisberger is going to get, and I know there's the, in a very legit issue with the rape accusations. I think one was rape and the other one was uh, inappropriate conduct. Yeah. The, the oh. onion had, the onion had an article today that the uh, Steelers are going to put a statue of him in the woman's bathroom. <laughs> nice. I shouldn't laugh at that, but, uh, no, but, but Roethlisberger got the send off. Uh, I, I read an article that says like, if this was the me too era, but it wasn't. And I don't want to say that he got away with it, but I guess he kind of got away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that in our group, Jack is very much against Roethlisberger for that. Uh, and a big part of that it, for this, I get it. Uh, taking that away to me, he's got everything you want in your quarterback in the hall of fame. Two championships, mm-hmm. never had a losing season. Right. Um, has a hit, has a, again, and we're taking the off the field stuff out of it, but has a reputation of being a very tough player. Mm-hmm. Uh, hung on too long, certainly. Uh, yeah. But if you put him up against, here's the thing with Roethlisberger, well, with, and I'm going to go into Aaron Rodgers later, but with, with Roth, with Aaron Rodgers, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's not my good. When, when Aaron Rodgers uh, losing in the first round, if he never wins another championship, I think he's, the, he's no better than the fourth best QB of his era. Because I think Roethlisberger has to be in front of him. Mm. Well, and Breeze. So here's the five. Breeze ahead of him. You know I would. Yeah, but here's the five of them. It's Brady, Peyton, sorry, Eli, uh, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Rogers. Those are the five who were basically a decade together. He's got two championships. He has more passing yards. Now I understand that that um, Rogers started later, right? Because he had his set for a while. Mm-hmm. But like, it you can make a legitimate argument. I mean, you're. I'm not going to put. Rivers and all those other guys in there, no, um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting, but there, it's all going to depend on what happens. And then Eric Weddle may retire again because <laughs> we had oh, him. That's right. Yes, we had him up before as mm-hmm. someone who is going to be eligible next year or yeah. two years, from now, two years from now. Well, that, yeah, it's, it's, that's fascinating. It's, you know, so, where that could all go. And 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 who who knows who else retires, like. Yeah. We're not even thinking of yet. Well, okay. Larry Fitzgerald didn't play this year, right? He did not. All right. So if he retires, he's not, he's not, he's, his clock is already a year in. Right. He and um, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. And uh, what if Adrian Peterson retires? Well, she, yeah, because he did, he did see action this year. He saw action this year. Yeah. And I can't see. That's five right there. Mm hmm. Eli, if I'm Eli, you, you think you're thinking you've got to get in right away. Yeah, so we, we've discussed this. Yeah. He has to get in right, right away. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. And then, and again, like there's got to be uh, offensive linemen here and there who are not even thinking of who are going to retire. Uh, and who, I mean, literally, who, who else knows who, who could go? But yeah, I think, I think JJ Watt, Gronk, Brady, uh, Roethlisberger, Adrian Peterson all legitimate shots. I actually don't think Brady's going to retire. I think he's going to do the one more year that he always said he was going to do. Yeah. Um, in which case Gronk, I think at least tries next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Who knows? So. Yeah, the other interesting, well, Andrew Whitworth, too. I wonder how much he's going to Andrew Whitworth, well, he's the second oldest player in the league. He's offensive lineman. He's the second oldest player in the league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got all of that. Uh, Roethlisberger, too. What also helped him this year is, well, when a lot of people thought he was the asshole. <laughs> I know. And now you've got Antonio Brown saying, all right, so where do you want to play? Well, I want to play with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, okay. I love Lamar. There's, but I think there's only two quarterbacks that can sort of play GM, and you already burned a bridge with one of them. I think the other mm-hmm. one's Mahomes. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, Lamar's not that guy. Two who can sort of have that type of clout. Antonio, it's cute that you're already planning your next move, but please don't do it in football, man. Get get your head right, because it ain't. Yeah. It's just not right. And then, you know, and, you know, Bell too, he really, uh, I, don't, I don't know that he, he didn't dumb himself out or sorry, he didn't act himself out, out of everything, but he just made, he bet on himself and he lost. And sometimes that happens and that sucks. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, really I'm, sucks. I'm just looking at the all decade team for the 2010s and seeing who else might retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think Richard Sherman's a de- necessarily going to get in, but it's possible he's done. Dominic and Sue. Uh, did Gino Atkins play this year? Don't remember. Don't believe so. Yeah, and did uh, did Fletcher Cox play this year? I, th- I think he was signed at the start of the year. I don't know. If I think he was. Played. I don't know if he actually played either. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's possible we could have like a bunch of people from this team that are going to retire. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, do we get into? Because I don't have much of an elevator up elevator. Well, I'll just go in the passage we always do. So uh, we've lost uh, some great ones again. Yeah, we did. Um, so I guess I will start in uh, with our, our death march here. Um, I will start in the world of skiing, actually. Uh, Heidi Bible, who was the youngest woman ever to win a gold medal in the downhill at, when she uh, just three days past 19. Uh, she, in 1960, uh, she won in Squaw Valley in the downhills, representing uh, uh, Germany. Uh, passed away at the age of 80. Uh, yeah, but she was she was 19 years and three days when she won the gold medal in, in 1960, which is uh, pretty impressive because usually you need to get into your 20s before you really get the the physical strength or stuff like that. Um, from the world of auto racing. Uh, Vince Granatelli passed away, who uh, owned racing teams that participated in CART and uh, IndyCar between 87 and 91. Uh, he was uh, 78 years old, passed away, complications. He already had pneumonia when he caught COVID, um, which is a losing combination. Um, from the... Another person who died from COVID this week, and I guess somebody who would be uh, the uh, beige mistress, uh, gold medal winner in the nineteen in the two thousand Olympics, um, uh, Sylvester Solani, who was uh, the Hungarian gymnast who won men's rings gold in Sydney in two thousand, passed away of COVID at the age of fifty one. Yeah, mistress like some young this week. Yes, she did. Um. Let's see here from sounds like old- a bad porn title mistress likes them young this week 
You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> there was actually there's a headline this week that said that uh, uh, someone was talking about a a uh, huge hidden stash of thousands of explicit pictures that Hugh Hefner had. And my wife read it and she's like, isn't that all Hugh Hefner had? Like, why does he have to have a secret stash of pictures of naked women? Well, it make any sense. You didn't know how to file. I don't know. <laughs> it was it was just dumb. Like, oh my God, Hugh Hefner had naked women pictures. Ah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, from the world of baseball, Gene Klein's passed away. Longtime coach in Major League Baseball. Uh, with the, He was coached with the Cubs, Astros, Mariners, Brewers, and Giants. Also a member of the 71 um, Pirates who won the World Series, that World Series right before Clemente passed away in that offseason. Uh, he passed away at the age of 75. Um, played for 10 years in the majors. Oh, I don't need that anymore. Um, from the world of uh, hockey, Clark Gillies passed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hockey Hall only of Famer. Six, only 67. Really, really good player. Uh, I, I was always a little... He never really struck me as a, as a Hockey Hall of Famer, personally, but I mean, it just doesn't feel like the right time to say that. But on uh, playing with Bossy, Trottier... Uh, and by the way, apparently Bossy is also on his deathbed. What? Yeah, he's apparently suffering with cancer and not long for this world. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, someone mentioned that in, in the stuff I was reading about Gillies. Oh, so man. I was confirmed. I went and looked it up. But Wow. Man, Mike Bossy, what a, what a, what a player he was. Uh, back, I think it was a back injury that pretty much took him out of even doing even more than he did. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was fighting Gretzky a lot for you know the goals, the goal title for a guy named with last name of Bossy and being a clean player. That always it always made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Just seems like the type of guy who should have a name where you're not contending for the lady Bing. Correct. Yeah, uh, uh, that yeah. should have been more a Guy Lafleur thing, and that was the opposite. <laughs> exactly. But guy, yeah, guy the flower. No, but Mike Bossy, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah, Clark, Clark Gillies was 67. He died of cancer. Uh, fourth overall pick of the Islanders in 1974. They had a pretty good drafting period for those Islanders teams. Holy shit. Um, end up with uh, 697 uh, career points uh, between the Islanders, and he spent a couple of years at the end of his career with the Sabres. So, yeah, a part of that uh, Islanders dynasty, four cups. If I remember right, I think he was twice a first team all, uh, left wing. It's entirely possible. Yeah. So, so he, he was one of those players. He also, he could grind, he could, he could score, he could play, make, he could do a lot of things. I don't, and I think he, I don't know that he was necessarily spectacular at one of them, but he was great at all of them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, it, one of my favorite Clark Gillies jokes is though, he grew up in uh, Moose Jaw and uh, Saskatchewan. They asked him where, where his hometown was located. And he said six feet from the moose's ass. so that was a very very good line so yeah clark Uh, i'm looking forward to my prairie jokes actually excellent well clark gillies again only 67 Mm -hmm. um from the world of music well i'll get a couple of other folks out of the way first uh from the world of 
television, Peter Robbins committed suicide earlier this week at the age of 65. He was the voice of Charlie Brown. You know what blew my mind was that he, he was well, only 65? Well, <laughs> no, I, I, thought, I thought those things have been around so long. I thought they were all dead already. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he started the role in 1963 as a seven-year-old. No, so okay, I guess that, that sort of explains that. Yeah, but he uh, his real name was Louis Nanansi. He was Hungarian, uh, but I uh, went by Peter Robbins. And yeah, he passed away. He had mental illness for much of his uh, adult life. So he committed suicide earlier this week. Uh, also from the world of of uh, actually, actually can, can I go somewhere with that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, it, it's kind of, a, it's a totally a different segue, but I, I just did something, uh, part of self-improvement that uh, a friend of the show and someone who I, I got to connect you with at some point, uh, Fonda Bryant, who is okay. the daughter of Johnny Taylor, and she's yep. uh, a, uh, a suicide survivor and a mental health advocate. So last Saturday, I took a course that she taught on suicide prevention. So I just want to give it oh, wow. to her, uh, just sort of like a way to sort of catch some of the warning signs that you may not normally notice. So uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. And I guess that sort of was a, a time. No, that's, that's uh, one of the best segues you've ever had. So good for you. Well, I, the bar's pretty well it. for me on that. Yeah, true. <laughs> for you, the bar is just always open. Um, so uh, Mace... Hey. Sober two weeks in a row. Good for you. I actually just finished off a, uh, we had a bottle of pineapple and coconut juice that we bought for my kids that nobody drank. So I took that and there was a little bit left space in the glass. So I filled it up with uh, some uh, coconut rum my parents bought in the Bahamas in 1983, just you know to make sure I balanced out the glass there. Um, uh, also passing away, uh, producer Mace Newfield passed away at the age of 93. Uh, he was the producer of The Omen, uh, The Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, Beverly Hill Cop 3, uh, Clear and Present Danger, The Saint, uh, The General's Daughter, Some of All Fears, and a whole bunch of other ones. Um, so, but he, uh, he passed away at the age of 93 this week. Um, also, one of my favorite mobsters passed away this week, Ralph Natale, who is the head of the Philadelphia mob and decided to turn state's evidence, became the first ever mob boss to turn hmm. state's evidence for the government, uh, and then went into hiding. Uh, passed away at the age of 86 while in, while in the witness protection program. If he's in hiding, how do we know he's dead? It's all part of his plan, man. All part of his plan. Um, then also from the world of entertainment, Louis Anderson passed away from blood cancer at the age of 68. You know, I, I, when I found that out, it was, again, Twitter's whatever, things that trend there, I'll never understand. Coming mm -hmm. to America was trending. So I think I'm like, like my first thought was, they're not going to try to make another one of these after the debacle of the last one. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. You know what my, my shitbox almost was? What? Cobra Kai season four. Whoever wrote that, I think they're watching way too much wrestling. Good guy. Now he's a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. Now he's a bad guy. That's for every fucking character. I'm not spoiling anything. That's kind of what they did in the other seasons. Now just every episode. Fuck off. And yet I watched it. I can't wait for season five. 
but yeah, <laughs> that was not one of my better segues. Yeah. yeah, so coming to America, that was what was trending. And I, I yeah, I have to admit, or I, that's what I, I wrote. Like that, when I saw that, that's not where I thought that was going. No. That, and he was so much more than that one character, but I think it just shows how special that movie was and how that held up. That, I, what did he have? One, one scene? Yeah, just the one scene is uh, on that grill there in the restaurant. Yeah. So uh yeah but just um from all accounts from everyone else one of the single nicest comedians out there did all he could to support new folks coming up and just i mean just sad i'm not surprised i mean he's he was overweight for a long time it's part of you that was you'd see him you're like oh yeah louis anderson's still around you know what i mean Hmm. Uh, but yeah 68 passed away announced he had blood cancer and then passed away three days later so Hmm. um from the world of uh from the world of the hub of the universe, Boston. Um, one of the most important people in Boston passed away, David Mugar. Um, David Mugar was, uh, I just want to take a minute on him. He was the guy who paid for the fireworks on the 4th of July. He's the one who paid for the Omni Theater at the Museum of Science. He just kept donating back to his hometown, back to his home city. Um, owned uh, a he founded star uh, star market or his father founded star market. He ran all sorts of things in town, but literally he almost ran his business to give money away to people in the community. Uh, he, he put $5 million to get a new wing in the hospital and, and Cape Cod, like just an all around decent human being, like doing stuff with the money that you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, so he, uh, he passed away at the age of 82. So just a moment for David Mugar. Uh, then from the world of music, we lost three folks this week. Uh, first of whom is Terry Tolkien, uh, who was with Touch and Go Records, uh, Rough Trade Records, Number Six Records, also the A&R representative for Electro Records. Uh, sign. He's the one who originally discovered both Stereolab and the Afghan wigs mm. and others. Uh, he passed away at the age of um, 86. I'm uh, sorry, 60, 62. I was reading something else. He also is probably the person who's been credited the most for founding the term alternative music. That's actually oh. well, that, his that, phrase. That's something pretty big right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he passed away in New Orleans earlier this week. So he, uh, he had a rare and aggressive virus that left his doctors perplexed back in 2015 and never really fully recovered from it. So what my dad always says, that's why they call it the practice of medicine. Yes, I suppose that is. Um, he says a lot of things. Yes, he does. Uh, we also lost Don Wilson, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, guitar player for the Ventures. Uh, passed away at the age of 88. Uh, the Ventures, probably best known for Walked Out Run, I would say, right? I'd say so, yeah. Which for those, it's a song that does have any lyrics for you guys who know it's it's all I could do because we'll get sued. Um, but uh, that's but anyone who hears that's all you need. You didn't need to do anymore. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So, but he passed away at the age of eighty-eight. But the biggest name that passed away this week, somebody who um, 
identifies as a rock and roll superstar as much as anyone, but at the same time, kind of a treated as a musical clown at the same time. Some in some ways, Meatloaf. Yes, Mar- Marvin Lee a day passed away at the age of seventy four from COVID. That that's actually probably the best description I've ever heard. Actually, regarding that, that that's per- that's so spot on. Yeah, I mean, absolute rock and roll. Like his songs were amazing. Like he's a true rock star, but never treated seriously as one. I mean, like Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, kind of silly. It's got the whole baseball announcer thing in the middle. Uh, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that, which we've talked about on the show. There's three things he won't do for love, but nobody ever seems to realize that. Um, which is what the song we're doing next week. Actually. Oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he won't lie. He won't cheat and he won't be running around. Um, which he says. So there's actually three things that he won't do for love. So the song's still screwed up. Um, but that song, that song just starts slow. And it's like, how many more instruments can we add by the end? It literally starts like Kim on the piano and ends with like a symphony orchestra and like the electric light orchestra at the same time, backing him up in like a gospel choir. And it's ridiculous. So but that's what they wanted. It is like the very few, few people did showmanship within songs mm-hmm. like Meatloaf did. Yeah. And, you know, when you bring up Paradise with the dashboard, like just, uh, should I try my bad impression of him in that, in that video? No. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You know, just, just like, uh, let me sleep on it, baby. And, and then just like, when she, will you love me forever? Yeah, I, I didn't. That was that was awful. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you heard it, not saw it. That was for even by my standards, that was one of the shittiest impressions I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, he was rated the ninety sixth best guitarist in VH 1s hundred greatest artists of hard rock. Ninety yeah. six. Really? He was. Okay. But he also, of course, had very very memorable roles again in both uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. And and Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Among, he was in a whole bunch of films. I think of those two first, probably more than anything else. I mean, his role in Fight Club, like I was like, why is Meat? I remember watching. I'm like, why is Meatloaf in this movie? And by the end, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was fantastic in that one. That might have been one of his best performances. That was one of the best performances, literally, by any person who didn't belong in a movie I've ever had in my life. Like, yeah. why is this dude here? And he was just awesome in that whole movie. Yeah, he. Uh... Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of people took to Twitter and really dumped on him. Uh, I don't. Did he die of COVID or? He did. Okay. Maybe not the best choice choice that he made regarding that. And you know, it's not really the time to fucking bring it up. Yeah. You know, like like at, the, at that stage, I did see something on YouTube where he they said it was like the last video of him doing anything, and it was. I don't know how much it was, but he sure as hell didn't look the same. He didn't sound the same. He had, he sounded old and frail. Yeah. So I think he had a hell of a lot more than COVID. He looked awful from the Okay, last so you saw that too. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah so well, I, I, I didn't see that video, but I saw pictures from the, like the last year okay. of him with his family. Like over the last summer, there's a picture of him. It's a picture of him in like february of last year with i can't remember who it was it looked okay and then there's another picture from july of last year and he looked like with his wife and he looked awful well he, he sounded just as bad 
Yeah. But in that video, he was pretty much, ta- he opens up talking about just how he lost like 80 pounds and he's got this wrong, this wrong. But I, all these great people in the hospital and like I'm looking around and I'm so blessed and you know, like you keep fighting whatever you've got. It was really, really just a classy thing where he's just trying to put a bunch of shit in perspective. Like, yeah, I might, I'm paraphrasing. I kind of look like shit, but I, things could be a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, so while COVID, I'm sure, I don't think COVID killed him, but because he was, he, he, the, the reason that he was being dunked on is he said that he uh, wasn't going to get vaccinated. And if he died from it, he died from it. And then, you know, with the way the internet is, whatever. Right. And but, but that's more than, it, but yeah, he was, he was ripe for if he caught COVID. It wasn't going to go well. Uh, absolutely. And it, 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 it was like when, uh, what's his name, um, who was nominated a couple years ago out of Chicago. Um, nominated. God, I can think of his name. Uh, give me one second. I will pull it up. Uh, oh, my God. I, I wish I'd, I need to, like, remember things before I start talking. <laughs> um, hold on. Well, Rock. Why should you do something that I don't do? there uh john prine oh okay like when covid happened like everyone in chicago was like please someone protect john prine and then john prine got it and we're all just like this is just a matter of time mm-hmm. like he john prine had basically he at he was he was montgomery burns where all the diseases were fighting to kill him yeah <laughs> they were all fighting each other off that was just one more we knew it was going to happen that kind of feels what it seemed like with with meatloaf at the end there yeah and that's probably i mean because there's a difference and i'm like i don't go my shit again but there's a difference between dying from covid and dying with covid mm-hmm. yeah and so. this, this is probably more accurate uh but jesus christ we're gonna stomp on stomp on him like within 12 hours yeah oh, God. so anyway yeah that's that's my death roll for the week so yeah. Well, back uh, to you. Back to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have a whole lot, really, because uh, the, the next section is elevator up, elevator down. Who's done something in the last week to make you think, well, their Hall of Fame chances got better, and who didn't to make, make it go worse? Now, coming off a great NFL weekend, you'd think there'd be something from that, but you know, I don't really have anything from that. I just enjoyed all that. That was one of the best weekends I've ever seen. I have to say, a preparation for elevator up, I have the move of matt stafford to the rams i'm waiting i'm sort of banking on that one later yeah if if, yeah i was gonna say Mm -hmm. it's 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 in play that if he makes the even just makes the world series if he makes the super bowl yeah that we're there's a whole nother a whole nother thing for him and it's just that he was in detroit which is devoid of hope for that long and had he been somewhere else it's a whole separate thing Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just sort of proved all the people who wanted to make that trade right. And I was, I, I was one that questioned that openly, probably on this show. I, mm-hmm. I did, did not see that value. Well, well that's why. The Ram- well, the Rams aren't going to make any picks any, any year anyway. They haven't had a first round pick, I think, in six years now. Yeah, I, I guess I just didn't think, okay, that this was your missing piece. Yeah, I understood. So like m- more towards that. Uh, but so I do have an elevator up. Someone we, we've never talked about. Someone who's thirty-one. Is, is it Bill Belichick for winning Executive of the Year of the NFL? 
It is not Bill Belichick. It's not even football. He he really needed that. That that accolades really what put him over the top. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want you to bring up something from hockey reference. Uh, okay. Because it's it's a hockey player who I, you know, we we talk about and, and I don't know if you're bringing up some of the race bullshit that happened in hockey. No, I shouldn't say bullshit, just the awful thing that happened with Subban. With PK Subban's brother. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's one of your good, bad, and ugly. It's not this week, but okay. it could have been. Okay, it could have been. So, Nazem Kadri, when he was drafted uh, by the Toronto Maple Leafs and then made, made the Leafs, he made history as the first Muslim player mm-hmm. in the NHL. Nazem Kadri right now is playing fantastic. He's playing the best hockey ever of his career on a very good Colorado team. He actually has the most points of his career in a season oh not quite yet he had 61 points in 2017 he's got 55 already at this point i think at one point i was even i might have even been leading the the league in assists at one point yeah he has 55 points in 38 games so far okay so kadri is playing really good it's a great story Uh, i really like it i don't know this could be very very much too little too late but he's going to be an all-star this year he is doing everything you need on a very good team to do something. And he's for me, like the surprise player of the year in the NHL for what he's doing. Uh, and also too, I like bringing up someone we've never talked about. Yeah. hundred percent. And Kadri is just someone I wanted to acknowledge. Like what a phenomenal year. And I want to say seemingly out of nowhere, but you usually don't have, your breakout at age 31 not that he wasn't doing well before he was but this is not typical but it but it has happened where someone just puts it all together in their early 30s and strings together four or five all-star years it's gonna be it's tough possible. it's gonna but be I'm, yeah go ahead well yeah but he now sees the hall of fame building fair but i mean he's never finished higher than 20th in the selkie for an award right like it's the highest he's ever been at any point in his career he's still a negative player for his career mm-hmm. he's got four, 55 points this year and 480 for his career so probably go over if he wants to get started he'll probably go over 500 points for his career he but, needs at least another oh, he 300 needs, or so he needs he needs way more than he can that he than he can probably get but he re- reminds me of it of julius randall last year who was okay. uh, in his late 20s, I think 27, was doing well. And then all of a sudden, it's like, holy shit, where did this, where was this waiting all along? Right. And so, like, someone who unlikely will be able to do what's necessary, but he's never someone I thought I'd ever bring up on the show for this purpose. And I thought that was worth, worth bringing up. Fair enough. And from everything, just a really good guy from what I've, what I've read and what I've heard. Good Canadian boy. I like that. I don't get to talk about enough Canadians. I'll drink some clearly Canadian in his honor. Well, nice. There, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my uh, elevator up. There was nothing that really stood out to me. Fair enough. Well, so I guess it's the good, the bad, and the ugly then. So I'm actually gonna go with what I showed you for the good. Uh, <laughs> I know you. I know. I know you are the uh, women's tennis guy. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm going to go with Elise Cornette. You're, you're uh, taking my material. I know. My territory. Yeah, but yeah, please go ahead. It, it's, so, it's, it's good. 
Yeah, so Elise Cornette um, had this is the 63rd time that she had been in a Grand Slam tournament career. She's she's a French tennis player. She is 32 years old Mm -hmm. um, and she made it for the first time in her 63rd attempt to the quarterfinals of a Grand Slam tournament. She's been to the fourth round six times and never made it past that. And was just all tears and dropped to the court on her knees and apologized afterwards. There's so much emotion for somebody doing it for that long to finally, again, in their early 30s, get through. Now, she got beaten in the very next round. But I just want to score one for, persever- for perseverance. And we know, uh, uh, I think we have an Aussie in the finals for the first time in a long time on the women's side. That is possible. I haven't, I didn't actually see that. Uh, yeah, I actually haven't seen who is in the finals. I kind of lost track for this week because it was a kind of crazy week. Um, but yeah, I saw that she she lost on Tuesday to uh, the American. Uh, it was a Delia but Collins. I can't think of her first name right now. So it's the D. Um, the twenty seventh ranked player in the tournament. But yeah, I just wanna I wanna give credit to someone who just persevered for a long time. It's it makes me feel good. So there we go. Is there more tennis coming? Now? No. No. Yeah. Do you want okay. do you want there, there, do you want there to be? Yes. Just I just I just want to say sort of like a, a a fuck you to the Australian Tennis Association for making people okay. take off their uh where's Peng Shui t-shirts. Especially oh. considering that the WTA, as you mentioned in one of your previous uh sections for this, is actually one of the only ones standing up to China and really asking these questions. Yep. I didn't I didn't actually uh I didn't actually see that. Yeah, uh, so that apparently happened. So look, they, they were they didn't have stand they didn't have to make because their the governing body is I don't know how proactive they're being, but they're doing better than they pro- than probably any other sport in the same situation. Fair enough. Speaking of something that's not doing well for a sport in its situation, <laughs> that's a the bad. The Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> I firmly believe. Repeat what you said about Tampa Bay last week. Yeah, I yeah, there were the Rays. Yeah. I firmly believe that there are hockey fans in the Phoenix area, in 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 the Arizona area. I do not believe that the Coyotes are going to be able to survive given the political climate there, and where their arena is, and everything else. It's the arena. Uh, that location. And I've been there. Well, not, I haven't been to that arena, but I, they'll do that for the football stadium right next to it. Mm-hmm. The, hockey is not life in Arizona. When it was downtown, and that, this was told to me by someone who works by the Coyotes. So go ahead. You got the inside scoop on this. Go for it. Yeah. No. So like, uh, I don't want to say who. But somebody who does work there for a long time has said, like, it pretty much is killing it. And it has ever since they made that change. Hockey can can work in Phoenix. It's got the population. I'm just trying to remember what, because this was like 10 years ago. Well, right, because but Glendale's just on the wrong side for where the population is and the roads are and everything else. Right. I mean, it's not something that people are going to make that much of an effort to to go to yet. Maybe Mm -hmm. one day. 
but the way it is structured, it wasn't easy to get there for football, mm-hmm. let alone trying to convince people that aren't really big on hockey. This is something you want to do that the, they you've got to make it a great experience and they could, they can't do that where this is located. Right. So have you heard their solution? Oh God, no. What, no. Do I want to know? This is why I'm bringing it up. Okay. So they're now in advanced discussions with Arizona state university to use the new multi-purpose arena that they, they had used as their temporary home for the next three to four years. The capacity of that arena is 5,000 people. I'm speechless. The NHL did not work this hard to keep teams in Atlanta or Hartford or Quebec. Well, yeah, combine those, those, those markets don't have the potential that Phoenix does, but yeah. I am not, I am not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying they certainly didn't work this hard to keep them in any of these places. What am I missing that they can't do this at Talking Stick? Or not, or is it talking sick? Uh, I forget the name of the arena in, in where the Suns play. Which is right downtown. Uh, I mean, I know they can is, do is, it. Is, is it Robert Sarver? I don't know. I mean, like, I, that's something I'm going to look into for next week because I know obviously they can do they can do ice there because they bumped the WNBA fi- finals for ice capades. So they can do it. It may just very well be Robert Sarver. I, guess I, would, I would blame most of the problems in Arizona on Robert Sarver, just in general. So, uh, yeah, but this is not good for the Coyotes. This is very, very bad. And it's very, very bad for the NHL if they have one of their teams playing in a 5,000-seat arena for four years. It, it, it's, a, it's a bad look. I mean, we've seen temporary things before, but nothing in an arena this small. Like, where were, where were Charlotte playing before? Or Carolina? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I want to say it's either Raleigh or Winston-Salem before. So I think it was like a 10,000-seat arena or something to that effect. Okay, well, that would, that would be years. twice the size. Right. So, so like, this, this is a hardly – yeah, it, it's, it's a bad look. It's bad for everything on TV. It's not going to make the, pe- the people that want to go see it. And they put a shit product on the ice. And they have been – they've been terrible for a long, long time. That certainly doesn't help. Nope. I mean, there are other te- there, Kansas City's got an arena ready to go. Just move them at this point. You know, sometimes you just got to take the L, and yep. that's not necessarily a bad thing. And people will understand why this didn't work. They have it has been working for almost, over a decade at this point. It, if Gary, if anyone but Gary Bettman were the commissioner, this would be over. Anyone but Gary Bettman. Hmm. In a world where Rob Manfred exists, Rob Manfred would have already folded four teams in the NHL. <laughs> All right, so he so he would have done something worse. All right, fair. Yeah. Okay. He would certainly not have dragged this out. Rob Manfred would probably be going to the wrong place. He'd probably be going to field hockey games and wonder why all the players are wearing skirts and not understand what's going on. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's my bad. That's a good bad. That's a very good bad. Yeah, I didn't want. We've done enough racism stuff. I don't think I had to say anything other about about uh, PK Subban's brother, other than racism. Bad. Stop it. Yeah, go. I think that's a pretty nice take that we should all have. Uh, yeah, and I, I, there's nothing more to go there. Uh, but you know, one thing because I taught my dad asked me about that. He says like, well, maybe maybe he really didn't do it. So I, okay, you see the footage from where it was. 
Yeah. Because he's, so the guy who did it was trying to say, well, I was trying to do like a gym pose as if like a, you're, you're uh, always beaking off your, your, your mouth and acting like a tough guy. From the angle I saw, I mean, I suppose it's theoretically possible, but here's what I know. Once Subban went right after him, people, Subban's teammates came out and the other guys didn't. That's all I need to know. Yeah. I don't need to know anything more than that. Because if, if his own teammates aren't coming out to sort of like do all this when it's at a disadvantage, when does the last time you ever saw that in hockey? You don't. Right. So that that's where I'm going to leave it there. So I'm there's my benefit of the doubt on that one because of what happened with the teammates. That's it. I'll, I'll close with that. Fair enough. So my ugly, I've been waiting so long yeah. for this opportunity. Is Dick Butkus your new favorite player, by the way? Dick Butkus, I, I can't disagree with that man on anything. He <laughs> definitely put the whammy in Rogers. So I just want to go back for a second. We Two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, we mm-hmm. picked the teams in the NFL playoffs and decided which ones we're going to go with. So I, And last I week, I didn't have the list well. in front of me. I, I, have, I have a list right here. No, I didn't have a list in front off. of me last week. Well, hold on. So we had uh, – I jokingly said before we did this mm. that – I would take whoever the Packers were playing in the playoffs in the NFC championship game. Turns out you meant it. I did mean it. Yeah. Uh, So going into this, uh, coming in this week, I had lost the Raiders and Cowboys and you lost the Patriots, Steelers, Cardinals, and Eagles. Mm -hmm. There were three, unfortunately, three remaining teams were the Titans, Buccaneers, and Packers. uh, All of whom were lost on last second field goals. Yeah. My favorite Uh, part when you sent me that message, though, was to, Oh, by the way, my team's only lost because I play, we played each other. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I lost, and I lost the Bills this week. So I got the yeah. Chiefs, Bengals, Rams, and Niners. It doesn't matter who wins, I still win. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Sorry. I just... I, I've, I've been through before why I did not think he was the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he is an incredibly selfish and self-centered man. And his responses after that game bore that out, that he is, has a massive need to be a victim for reasons I don't understand. So which ones do you want to focus on of, of his litany of responses? I want to focus on this. Okay. He can blame his special teams all he wants. Which is fair on that game. Which is fair on that game. His defense played their freaking hearts out. They played very well. Mm -hmm. He scored on his first drive and led them to three points after. Now they had a field goal that was blocked. So -hmm. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. That would be 13 points as the number one seed in a situation in which his defense dominated the other team. We hear all these people say that Rodgers is better than Brady. And again, I'm a Brady defender. I'm a Patriots guy, right? I've heard for years and years and years about how if Rodgers was only, uh, only had Bill Belichick or only had a defense, that uh, Brady was had all his advantages, right? The best argument you can make for Rodgers being Brady is a fan- better than Brady is a fantasy that if he were Brady. Like, that's the best argument you can make. They had the chance to put that game away. 
they had before that punt was blocked, right? They had the ball. The 49ers turned it over on downs. What did, geez, why is it? Sorry, I have something up for some reason all with my sound off. It's still playing ads on the side. I apologize for that. But why are the, he had three plays on that. They needed to get a first down. He had three plays. You know how many yards they earned on those three plays? I can't remember, but it wasn't very many. Negative nine. Negative nine. And then punted. And he got the ball back with needing to do something with the ball. And he did nothing. And he had three plays. You know how many yards he got? Negative eight. Negative six. Well, close. This is your MVP at home in the playoffs. He has a history of coming up small his entire career in the playoffs. Like, you want to rip on Billy Wagner? Yep. But no, I understand. Yeah, I understand that that he has a Super Bowl. But since that Super Bowl, he's been a shit quarterback in the playoffs. He's not somebody you can count on. And this whole idea that he is even in Brady's league, he's not in Brady's league. He's not in Manny's Manning's league. I would much rather have Drew Brees than him. Well, don't put it like that. I'm just saying Breeze has yeah. one Breeze yeah, yeah, has one yeah. Super Bowl too, right? Yeah. And Breeze has legitimate gripes with some of the bullshit things that happened to the Saints. Uh, that, that's very true. Uh, I mean, my, my take watching that game is special teams won it for San Francisco, but Rodgers had every opportunity based on the Packers defense and Jimmy G sh- shit in the back. On the third down play before the block punt, Mm-hmm. He threw down the field into double coverage for Devontae Adams. Was not complete. Wasn't close. Here's what happens to, to, to Rodgers in the playoffs. He focuses in on one player. It's the same thing that happened to Brady in 07, by the way, in the Super Bowl. When the Patriots got down that Super Bowl, he kept just trying to force it to Moss into double coverage when he had other things open. Had he just looked downfield he had alan lazard legitimately in 20 yards of space like a 20 a 20 yard radius all the way around him right in front of him just dump it off he needs to do what he needs to do what brady gets accused of all the time which is taking the check down because he doesn't have the arm right so the knock against brady always takes these dinks and dunks well guess why he takes the dinks and dunks because they're open don't play hero ball just take what's available. If you just take hit Alan Lazard, this game is over. Never even looked at him directly in front of him with nobody else there. We're to, okay with so your ugly specifically is Roger as a pl- to react or people still trying to say that this guy is at a certain every his 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 play versus his reputation for his defenders on the internet. Okay. Like I I joked before the game. I can't wait to see what his detractors say or his, his supporters say when he loses his game. You did say that. And they were there. They're out there again, talking about how he's just like, he, it's always if, 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 if with him, the best argument you can make that he's better than Brady is a fantasy world in which he's Brady. So the Rogers rate is not as good as a Patrick price. 
I think that's pretty much. <sighs> yeah, I mean, who 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 feels worse about their thing uh, with uh, State Farm with Rogers or uh, or Tide with Matty Ice for their cold calls? Yeah, but Matt Ryan isn't hated by half the population. That is also true. Yeah, there's few people who are more hated who haven't committed a crime. Aaron, that, you know, and Aaron Rodgers. my thing, though, with that, I do think he is the target of a lot of unnecessary hate. I think, I think necessary dislike. There's a difference between dislike and hate. But he's just an asshole. There's that, too. He's just an asshole. He's a smug asshole whose reputation far outweighs his accomplishments. You know, go, going back to something we started off, and I'm not going down this whole rabbit hole, but I just briefly want to touch on. Like when you saw Neil Young trending with Eric Clapton, it's like when Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, I knew what Kaepernick's name was going to come up. I knew it. Oh, of course, 100%. And just like, oh, fuck, I, I started. People stop. Stop. If you, if, if most of the time Pete, that they bring up that name, it's usually by accounts that know nothing about football or never say anything about it. You, that, that's all I want to say. I don't want to go any further. I don't want to go on another rant on this. Yeah. I've so, yeah. So I'll, all I'm going to say is Aaron Rodgers in his era is not only not Brady, he's the tear down. It's Brady, Manning, Breeze, and I will hear Roethlisberger ahead of him. Wow. Okay. I, I, and he, I see and he, is, he is there with Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers. I can't wait to debate his Hall of Fame thing as we do all this. Oh, so, I, 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 he is, it's, yeah, I, my, it's, it's just – his reputation was so badly damaged by that game. And again, Brady lost this week too, but Brady lost the game in which his offensive line could not block anybody. Mm -hmm. And again, ridiculous luck that he came back for 27 to three in that game, like ridiculous luck. Absolutely. I mean, it showed that they were coming back. Yeah. This, Um, that, that was way more luck than the, the Falcons game, like ridiculous luck. Absolutely. But then Uh, he, he brings them all the way down again. Someone else, just, just, I'm not, I'm not a, necessarily a football coach. I will say this. If they need to get down the field behind you, I don't know if I zero blitz with a safety covering the best wide receiver in the league this year with Cooper Cup. I don't think that's probably the way to go. I hope he wins MVP. I hope he does too. I think yeah. he deserves it, yeah. but he won't. It's gonna it's gonna go to Rogers and he's gonna get food. So Rogers oh, is in desperate need of a redemption arc. I don't know how he gets it. I don't know if he can get it. I don't even know if he wants it. Is he gonna go to Denver now that his offensive coordinator got hired there as coach? No, that that's been the scuttle butt. But we'll see. But do you really want, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, do you really want to be the same division as Mahomes and Justin Herbert? 
maybe I don't maybe that's not necessarily what he I don't who knows what he wants he's a weird dude we've been hearing that this guy has been a little bit left of center for a long long time and I'm not I don't say that politically I was gonna say it's probably it's right of center <laughs> yeah exactly after I said that it's just I, I was thinking of Hushker do for whatever reason there you go yeah uh but okay right. he's been a different type of cat agreed we, we could just sort of say uh there are some stories on him, good, bad, and different, ugly, but people play for him. His, well, now his reputation took a shit kicking, mostly because he went, he was so wishy-washy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, that was the whole thing this offseason, like yeah, trying I mean, to get the GM fired and everything else. Right. Now, uh, like I've said before, I don't know how, I, I'm assuming most of his teammates knew about his vaccination stand. I, I really believe that they all knew. And I, I think a lot of them didn't care. I think a lot of them totally got vax because they knew they had to. Because there's a lot of people who, I know them on this island, a lot of people did it and they didn't want to do it. That's neither here nor there. People can believe on people who have different opinions on certain things. But if you, why do you want to put your faith in somebody who you know doesn't want to be there? Right. And that is... Here's my redemption arc. You ready? Sure. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Rodgers, go to play under Jess Fisher in the USFL and win a championship. <laughs> there we go. I thought I thought I thought I, I thought maybe they were going to go into a bar. Now all <laughs> all of them get a redemption arc together. So. Oh well, you know that that that's uh, what Le'Veon Bell means. That's what he's missing is that USFL title. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, sorry, and I know we, we've gone a long time. I want to just bring up one last thing on a sure. completely different topic. Uh, I just want to talk about international soccer for a second. There are three things that happened that were interesting this week. Mm-hmm. One, we had our first ever female referee for an African uh, continental game. So congratulations on that. As I said, there's absolutely no reason why women can't be officials in any of these sports. Sure. No reason why there's, they can't screw it up just as bad as a man can. 100%. Yeah, I mean... I, I, for one, uh, am in favor of our robot overlords. Um, so, uh, two, remember I told you about the crazy game, speak of Africa, that Molly yeah. and uh, Tunisia played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who has to play each other for a right to get into the World Cup? They had the draw this week for Africa. So Africa's got 10 teams left. Yeah. And uh, the 10 teams uh, are playing a home and home. Uh, and it ended up being Molly and Tunisia. Molly and Tunisia drawing. Is it the same for, ref crew? Uh, I I hope not. <laughs> so yeah, so Senegal. So only one of these countries is getting in Senegal or Egypt, which is terrible because either uh, Salah or uh, Mane missed the tournament. Which one is one of each game that you're gonna, or one I'm of sorry? the whole thing. One out of each group of two. They have a home and home in okay. March. All right. So yeah, so it's uh, Senegal and Egypt, Algeria and Cameroon, mm. Nigeria and Ghana, Morocco and DR Congo, which is just going to be Morocco, uh, and Tunisia against Mali. Everybody wanted to play DR Congo. All those countries have made it before except for Mali to the World Cup, so mm. we'll see exactly what happens there. And the last thing on World Cup qualifying, and the reason I'm clearly Canadian, I've said that Canada was going to qualify for the World Cup the whole way through. We got five games left. It's possible you could still collapse. You guys won in San Pedro Sula tonight to beat Honduras. You got 19 points through nine games. 
You're in first. You have the highest goal differential at plus 10. Uh, you got the U.S. In th- on Sunday in Hamilton. Hamilton, Ontario. Hamilton, Ontario, the U.S. Oh. and Canada play. Uh, so very, very big game, but good for you guys. Um, Costa Rica beat Panama tonight. None of the games matter except for that one. Uh, cause Canada beat Hunt, the eighth place team. U S beat the seventh place team in El Salvador and Mexico beat the sixth place team in Jamaica. Uh, so, but five and four played and five beat four. I was hoping that four would beat five, which would have tightened it up or to put Costa Rica really far back. Um, but you guys at least will not finish last in the group. A Honduras officially cannot catch you at this point. Well, look at that. So you're just right tied. about everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm right about nothing. And this is the one I want to be right about. Canada's team is freaking good for the first time in my remembered life. They're a very, very good team. Not only will they make the tournament, they have a legitimate shot, depending on what group they get into, of getting out of the group. Hmm. I don't I don't think they're gonna win anything. I don't I don't think they're quite there, but they have a chance of being a team, a legitimate chance of being a team that gets out of the group. And I guess, yeah, I'll be back in Canada to watch that. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Winnipeg sports uh, soccer. I really don't know. I mean, it's pretty much a hockey town through and through, but that'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll close off with some blatant self-promotion. Uh, Evan and I are going to be part of another group this Tuesday where we're going to induct our Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Uh, we obviously can't sway anyone's opinion because they've already voted, but we're just going to have... A little bit of fun with that each of us are going to be doing presentations uh so i'm just trying to finalize uh, a bit of that so tune in for that uh our baseball one was up from last week and that was uh quite a bit of fun we also inducted ortiz for what it's worth big Excellent. shock there uh, chris Bourne and i we did the are you hot and i just uh, sent that off to the webmaster are you hot might as well have been titled are you fucking boring? This is the most boring reality television show I've ever watched ever. And it, whatever they came up with, they did wrong, but they couldn't fit that on the placard. Mm-hmm. On how the hell did this go number one? Uh, we just recorded Donna Summers, MacArthur Park. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Excellent. There, I, I stand by the statement, there's never been a hotter woman in the history of the world than Donna Summer in 1975, 76. And if you don't believe that, Midnight special. Uh, I feel love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing going to do meat. Uh, we're going to do the meatloaf tribute because we're going to do. I, I would do. Any- I would like to point out she could also sing a little bit. That Donna Summer. <laughs> and that was something a big. That was really where we went. It's really our big takeaway from that is how the hell did that become her first number one when those 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 hits love to love you baby. Uh, just said it, I feel love. The 70s were a weird freaking time, man. The songs that went to number one were nuts. That's well, that's why I did the show. Yeah. For that very reason. So next week might be more of a tribute as we try to figure out what that is, because we also looked at shout. Just let it all out. Well, shout about what? I don't know. But there- How about the things you can do without? Come on. I'm talking yeah. to you. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I still don't really know what the hell that was about. But so be it. Uh, that is pretty much my, oh, I have a book. Buy my book, Wrestling Fans, Chavo Guerrero Sr. It's, it's, it's the autobiography I helped him write uh, before he passed away. So check that out on Amazon, Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. And, and for me, my animated TV show for 
uh, Vox Machina comes out tomorrow officially at That's midnight tomorrow? Pacific. Yeah, also so 2 a.m. for me in Central. Uh, it's first uh, 11 reviews came in for critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Through the first 11 reviews, that has 100% fresh score on nice. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I'll, I'll be okay. watching that right after our show last week. I've been had me watch the trailer because like I'm not going to be into this. I'm I'm going to be into this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think you will. So anyway, guys, thank you very much. <laughs> Stay and, uh, safe, everyone, wherever you might be. That's a good place to be. Yeah, that's a terrible end. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you won't edit it out anyway. Take no, care. No, I guys. won't. I won't. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.